No, you all ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Let's go. Let's go to po- probably 16th century Japan. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Boy, those were a lot of peas that I just put in the microphone. Okay, this week we are doing Aaron's pick. Throne of Blood. Throne of Blood. 1957, black and white. Throne of Blood sets Shakespeare's definitive tale of ambition and duplicity in a ghostly fog and shrouded landscape of feudal Japan. And if you think I wrote that, you don't know me. Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) It came on with the the film at the very beginning. Oh. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. The particulars. And just a disclaimer for the rest of this podcast. While we here at Gone with the Bushes, we we try to be um, inoffensive, unoffensive. Um, but, you know, we're ignorant Americans, so we're probably going to butcher uh, a lot of Japanese culture and especially pronunciations. I know yes, I am. definitely. So I, I mean no offense. I am trying my best. Exactly. Big ups to Japan and your whole history. Yes. Wonderful. I'm not laughing at their history. I'm not. I'm laughing at our ignorance of we're, it. Um, we're just ignorant Americans. There you Everyone go. knows. Yeah, pretty you know. ugly too. So. Yeah. Okay. It was released in Japan on January 15th, 1957. The United States release was November 22nd, 1961. It is produced by Soroyar Mon... Man, I was doing really good. Like when I was writing this down, I was like, I'm, I'm nailing this tomorrow. Nope. Uh, I had too many hot toddies for breakfast. <laughs> uh, I would think that would help. So Rio Mont- Motokaki, he sent a letter to Shinoba Hashimoto to help expand the script for Rashomon. And we did Rashomon. We did. He also produced Seven Samurai, Bed of Roses, V Vendetta for a Samurai, The Quiet Duel, and Stray Dog. It is produced, directed, written, and edited by Akira Kurosawa. He did that really well. Thank you. He directed 30 films over 57 years. He is regarded as one of the most important and influential filmmakers in the history of cinema. That's mm. all cinema, not just Japanese cinema, all cinema. Um, his films, uh, notable films, are The Quiet Duel, Stray Dog, Rashomon. That, he did that in 1950. Seven Samurai, The Hidden Fortress, and Yojimbo. The screenplay is by Shinobu Hashimoto. He also did Rashomon, Seven Samurai, Hidden Fortress, Nerd Alert. Seven Samurai was later remade as The Magnificent Seven. And Hidden Fortress inspired Star Wars. So, wow, that's a drink. Yeah, it, this is, we're talking, this is why I picked it. This is some influential, I'm trying to, to bestow some influence here. 
So every third week, you're going to get something of influence. <laughs> Not necessarily. Every once in a while. Yeah, because uh, next week. <laughs> We're going back to, yeah. Every, every once in a while, I would just like to toss some in. So that you yeah, can. I, I think it was, yeah. Guys, okay. just listen to this Throne of Blood podcast and your people are going to think you saw the movie. We got you covered. Yes. <laughs> Um, also, well, why I had to ask you what the parameters were for picking movies <laughs> after seeing this one. I was like, well, geez, there must be some rules. There must be. The only rules are there are no rules. Ooh. Ah. No rules, just right. Ah. Um, also written by, well, I told you my main man, Akira Kurosawa, also, but then Ryuzo Kikoshima. Who also Ooh. did Hidden Fortress, Yojimbo, High and Low, and also Tora, Tora, Tora. And Hideo Oguni, who did Akira, Seven Samurai, and Hidden Fortress. I could see my mother out of the corner of my eye laughing at me because, as we, maybe we'll bring it back for people new to Gone with the Bushes, I did not learn how to read until I was in the third grade. And phonics, not my strong suit, apparently Japanese, all phonics. So, I think you're doing really well. Ooh, thank you. Based on Macbeth by uh, some upstart named William Shakespeare. Yeah, Go- William glad that he got yeah. thrown a bone for this. Music by Masiora Sato. He also did Sam- Seven Samurai, The Bad Sleep Well, Yojimbo, Senjuro, Red Beard, and three Godzilla films. The director yeah. of photography is Asaka. Kazoo Nakai, who also shot 1985's Ran, which Akira Kurosawa directed, and it was he was nominated for an Oscar, and that film came out in 1985, and based on my math, I'm going to say he was about 84 years old when he was nominated, so I think he's still the oldest nominee for Best Cinematography. He also oh, wow. shot Stray Dogs, Seven Samurai, High and Low, and Red Beard. See, are, do you notice a lot of the same names? These guys, mm-hmm. like, he had a team that he worked well with. But this guy didn't shoot Rashomon? I don't think he shot Rashomon. It was very similar, so I would have I, I would have put it down. Okay. Um, the studio that distributed this is Toho Studios, and they are famous for Godzilla. They are a film theater and production and distribution company. They also distribute um, Miyazaki's famous anime it's like spirited away and the whole gimbly stuff starring Toshiro Mafune as Washizu Taki Toki aka Macbeth he was in Rashomon this guy was in over 150 films 16 with Akira Kurosawa he was in Rashomon Seven Samurai The Hidden Fortress um of course, Throne of Blood, Yojimbo. His birthday, he was born April 1st, 1920. So on April Fool's Day, this last April Fool's Day, it was his 100th birthday. And he was with us for it? No, he's oh. he's he did oh. not see 100 years. Um, But I was listening to, the reason why we're doing this, because I was listening to a podcast celebrating his 100 years, and they mentioned this film, and I saw the picture for it, and I remember when I worked at the video store every day seeing this cover for Throne of Blood, and I'm like, oh. damn it, I'm going to watch this movie. Uh, so this one wasn't behind the slimy curtain. No, this ma, this wasn't a porn. <laughs> 
Jeez. Uh, is Isuzu Yamada as as the Jai? I butchered that. AKA Lady Macbeth. She was the first actress to receive the Order of Culture from the Emperor of Japan, and this is the Japanese top cultural award. So I think wow. it's probably up there with like when you become a Sir with the British and probably like a Kennedy Center honor. And oh wow! She was the so this woman is we're talking a list cast because Mufume is all star. This woman first actress. Yeah, first actress to get it, so you know she's up there. Akira Kuba was Mikey. Um, in the Macbeth version, man, people are gonna make fun of me for how ignorant I am, not knowing shit. But what is it? Felance, Felance in Macbeth? I don't know. Sorry, guys. I can't help you. Shuck, shuck, shucks. I I can't help you with that one. Um, so. He was in Ashrai, Snow Country, Son of Godzilla, and Destroy All Monsters. We have Takashi Shinura as Noriyasu, who was Macduff. And this guy was in 200 films from 1934 to 1981, including Rashomon, Drunken Angel, Akiro, and Seven Samurai. And we have Chiko, or Chiko Nanua. She was the spirit of the spider's web, a.k.a. from Macbeth, Three Witches. She was known for playing the geisha in several films, including the geisha, the story of the last chrysanthemums, and Snow Country. Wow. And there are your particulars. Oh, you need a drink after that. Mm -hmm. Well done. <clears throat> well, we start with eerie flute music. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that plays throughout the credits. And everything is in Japanese, and we have subtitles, so I assumed <laughs> Adam didn't watch it. No, he did. Oh, wow. He stayed awake for the entire thing. Excellent. Well, we have that there's a spider's web castle. We have a lot of fog. Um, and we have a shot looking look upon the oh no we have fog and then we have um the the subtitle saying look upon the ruins the castle of dissolution the scene of carnage so we assume that there has been a war yeah and um I, guys jump in there at any time because i would have to stop it to write stuff down because you can't write and read it the same time. and so and Sometimes I just didn't know what was going on. So <clears throat> help me out. Okay. There's well, a I thought it wasn't me. I thought it wasn't just me. Wait, Christine, no. did, you, did you know Macbeth? Like, were you like, oh, yeah, Macbeth, I know that. No, I said to Adam, I was like, oh, this is based on Macbeth. And then, like, 30 seconds later, I looked at him, and I was like, I know nothing about Macbeth. <laughs> I knew it started with three witches. That's I'm what I sure I read the spark notes for it. I thought I saw... In Santa Clarita, I saw, uh, what are those things? Like the, the summer festivals where you come with your wine and your picnic. Uh -huh. and you, yeah, of Macbeth. And I was like, oh, I got this, guys. Why did I, th I thought that Macbeth was like, the main person was a woman. Like Macbeth was the woman. 
and it was all about like well, her. Yeah, I even knew Macbeth was a man. <laughs> no, I was I was like, wait, you were going with the Beth part? Yeah, Mac- I was like Macbeth. This is this is one of those like it's the best part for women to play. I thought that it was like the Hamlet of. I guess you know what though. I think that Lady Macbeth is the Hamlet of parts for actresses. I don't know enough about any Shakespeare to be able to compare any of them. I so, just know that like Lawrence Olivier was famous because he played Hamlet, mm-hmm. and like Hamlet. I like, loved Romeo deal. and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I mean, I know a little. I know King Lear is about the daughters, just just running amok. And Othello ha- is a black actor. Yeah, someone with a black dude. Yeah. Yep. That's what I know. This is this is gone. With, this has been Shakespeare Hour with Gone with the Bushes. <laughs> great so far. <laughs> we are so smart. Okay. Well, there's a, a horse rider heading to a large building. I later figured out was indeed that Spider's Web Castle. And he's, I wrote down, he's telling the people in charge that they're fucked. <laughs> yeah, he basically was. And and, the, and everybody, and the, so then the, the great lord is like, he's basically saying like, well, you can either like try to fight or you can just close the gates and we just hunker down. Basically, we shelter in place, man. Well, what's it going to be? And so he, he's asking like, well, how many, how, what's the supplies looking like? And that did make me LOL because, um... I think that people have gotten real good lately of figuring out, like, like before all of this, like back in February, how much, what supplies do you need? How, like, can you figure out how much food you need? And then after March, like, we're all pretty good at that now. Like, all right, I'm gonna need to go to the grocery store in nine days. Exactly. I have enough toilet paper to last me uh, seven more days. What? Wait, wait. That's just me, so I have to factor in the other. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, they had really interesting helmets. They yep. had they interesting, very interesting all attire. Ah, things on yeah. front of the helmets. And actually, in some of the fighting scenes, the helmets, the shape of the helmet reminded me of the Nazi helmets. Okay. Well, um, good thing and, we did um, the disclaimer at the beginning. <laughs> Strategies were discussed, supplies were discussed, then a new dude arrives with news, and it's saying that Washizu was the hero at the first fortress, and then more messengers come and say the enemy wants to surrender, I think? Yeah, so uh, Washizu, I'm going to call him Mufume, because that's the character that Mufume played. So Mufume's, Mufume... They're all coming in and saying, Mufume, guys, we were on, we were, we were on the brink, on the ropes, but no, not anymore. The tide has turned. Mufume and Mikey, or Miki, we have, (laughs) he likes everything. I'm going to call him Mikey. No offense. Sorry. I'm I'm ignorant. He has like they they've just run amok it's it's an all con all-time comeback guys we got this we got this we are victorious so actually washizu is michael jordan and mikey is scotty pippen yeah yes thank you so the leaders are summoning washizu because they want to they want to say hey great job 
And this also, uh, Rashomon had a lot of rain. This one also had a lot of rain. So rain must be significant in some way. Uh, I, uh, eh. Okay, so there are two guys on horses and they get lost. Well, it's These Mikey two- and Rashomon. Mufume. These two people just saved the entire empire, and they cannot find their way to the castle. Well, see, I'm, it, yeah, I the whole that made me a little bit angry, and we'll get to that part. Well, it's yeah, because it was the, the same shot over and over. They kept going around that curve over and over. And then, like, they made it to the castle, and then all of a sudden they're back home or wherever. And I'm like, so they had to go all the way back through. They had to go through the, the spider woods. Yes, because that's. That's why and they the, didn't get lost, and it was no issue. Well, the fortress was known as, like, the fortress. That's why at the beginning when they were like, "Hey, we could really like hold up." That was their best defense because the fortress could um, it confused people. It would be like a maze, and people would always get lost in it, and that kind of protected the castle. So that added uh-huh. to the castle's um, like defense systems. And so then it was, like, even they commented about, like, what the hell? Why are we getting lost? We know these forests, like, the back of our hand. Yeah, they did But the reason that they got lost, like, then it's that whole thing of, like, well, did they get lost? Or is this that mystical thing? Because then they come across the spirit of the spider's web. It was weird. Because they say there's evil afoot. And then the forest was laughing at them. Mm -hmm. Much like the forest in the Wizard of Oz laughed at. Yes, I got a lot of Wizard of Oz vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have a glowing hovel. And the horses are very uneasy. And there's an old person singing. I couldn't tell if that was a male or female. It was a female. It it was a a spirit. Oh, it was. Yeah. That was, a, that was Chico <clears throat> Nanimora. Like, she she would be Dame Chico Nanimora if she were British, but she's Japanese. No, that's the wife. This oh, I don't, I mean, mind. maybe she would. I don't, I don't know. And the, and the old person is spinning, I assume, silk? I, I kind of think so. That's what I took it to be. But. And talking about the five calamities? Yeah. Um, and the two soldiers were, were sneaking up on her, watching and listening. And um, they say, who are you? And she, uh, there's, a, there's talk there. And then one day you shall be sovereign, she says to what? Uh, Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so they're going, oh, you see into the future? And she says, your destiny is both smaller and greater than Washizu, she said to Miko. Your destiny is both smaller and greater. Mm. So, you know, that's that spirit talk where you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Are you even real? What is going on? But then she explains it. One day your son shall rule the spider's web. And then the spirit creature is just gone with her spinning wheel. But there are a whole lot of soldier skeletons in piles everywhere. Yeah, that that did seem very Shakespearean to me. Yeah, it was. But then then, also the, the thing about this movie is what are we, what cultural references are we missing because we're not Japanese? You know what I mean? Or British. 
Well, which it was based on. No, it oh, was yeah. based on Macbeth, but it was heavily, like we'll get into it later, it was heavily, like Kurosawa took the basics of Macbeth, but he, he influenced a lot of Japanese culture. So you just have to think, like, how would a Japanese, per, like, what are the different things that they're picking up on that we're not right. picking up on? Just right. like, like exactly. when we're watching Boys in the Hood, and then like, you imagine a Japanese person watching Boys in the Hood and the different subtleties that we know from being American that they would like, Oh, what is that? Oh, hmm. that I just, I just thought that was interesting when I was watching yes. it. Okay. Well, we're back to uh, a lot of fog and they're back to being lost and they keep turning around. They finally see the castle and then they go, I'm really tired. Let's rest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. And just like and out in the middle, like in the open field, they're like, all right, let's take a rest. And they just sit down and, and it, 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 um, um, crisscross applesauce style. <laughs> yeah. Almost did it. And it's like, not even going to lean your back against something. I mean, you'd rather rest than ride the horse back to the. I love how one of them just said, I'm drowsy. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, okay, let's take a nap. Yeah. Uh, this uniform's really heavy. Yeah. Just now you're realizing that. Okay. Well, and then um, they desire a restful sleep. And they started saying, you know what? Maybe that encounter with the spirit was just a dream. It was and all a dream. Laughing at what, and then they were laughing at what the spirit said. Come on, come on, come on. Idiot. What if? And then they enter the castle. And Washizu becomes the Lord of the North Garrison. And the second dude, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey. <coughs> excuse me, becomes the commander of the first fortress. So I'm looking at Washizu as being ahead, a a, I mean, a, a rank higher than Mickey, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. but they're still like, they've been rewarded handsomely for their uh, loyalty and their work and duty. Exactly, but they looked terrified when they were coming out of the castle. Well, because it was exactly what the spirit lady said was going to happen. So they're like, well, this, she called this. What the hell? Next scene, it's daytime. There are a bunch of people in the fields. I wrote women in the fields because I just assumed. And then this is the North Garrison. Everything is peaceful. And the workers are saying, we just need to keep the commander and his wife happy. So that's the first time we're hearing about the wife. And he starts to talk to his wife about an awful dream of becoming Lord of the, of the spider web castle. Mm-hmm. And the wife was like, excuse me, why is that awful? And um, so about her eyebrows. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. <clears throat> and he says, I prefer. I prefer to stay here. I'm happy with this situation going on. Everybody's happy. They know to keep you happy. I'm happy. Uh, But the wife speaks the truth. And she says, we remain here and wait for the Lord to kill you or slay him first and you become Lord. You go, whoa, she's she's so okay. We know who she is. And 
um, somebody is worried about Mickey, Mikey. I think the I, I don't wife remember is. if it was the wife or the the wife is unsettled about Mickey, Mikey's ambitions. I think. Well, yeah, because the wife is like, because this is well, it's feudal Japan. So I guess nerd alert here to just explain feudal Japan. It was very similar to how it was in medieval times, like it's Scotland where Macbeth is set up where prior to that, they had the emperor and the emperor ruled everything. But then there was, um, well, I, I did write it down, didn't I? Yes. Okay. Japan, there was an emperor. And then in 1336, there was a civil war that broke out and that sent, um, so then the emperor sent armies to kind of squash it. And those armies and the leaders of the armies became known as samurai. And so then the leader of the samurai was known as the shogun. And I saw that movie in order to do that movie sometime. Mm -hmm. So then the emperor was like the king in Europe, except the emperor was also like a religious figure. Like he was basically worshipped. Oh, okay. So then when all of this stuff started happening, like the civil wars and stuff, the wealthy and landowners, they took land and they split it up. And then they had peasants under them and serfs that would work the land. And then the wealthy landowners had armies that were by the samurais and the shoguns. So they still had an emperor, but he was basically, he was too weak. He was just basically for ceremonies and stuff because who really owned it were the different landowners. So then it was the different landowners, like, you know, like with drugs and mafia and territories, it was the same kind of thing where it was like, well, I want more power. So then can my samurai overtake your samurai? And it was much like that. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing of, of Game of Thrones where it's these competing people and they're battling and everybody that takes over the throne got there because they killed the other person. So the wife is basically telling, Wash, what is it, Ma? Washizu. 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 Is, you know, she's basically telling her husband, Washazoo, hey, if you don't kill this guy and take over, Mickey's going to, Mikai or Mickey, he's going to kill you and kill him and take over. It's right. a dog-eat-dog kind of world. So th- during this time in feudal Japan, the samurais, they basically, they ruled over it. And so this is where this is set. Okay. And it was very similar to what was going on in Europe. And it's, and especially right. Kurosawa saw, because Macbeth is set in Scotland, so he was like, oh, I, I kind of see the similarities in the history of Japan. And she says, one must kill so as not to be killed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Quotable. Well, now another messenger comes and says there are men in the woods and the great lord is approaching, but... But there's no need for a formal reception because he was just out hunting, you know, and he didn't announce that he was coming. So you don't have to, you know, like put on a huge spread. And the the wife is like, oh, like she gives that knowing look to her husband. Like, what did I just tell you? What did I I say? Mm -hmm. What did Mm -hmm. I say? You you were out there. You showed your military fortitude. Now you're a threat to his power. Mm -hmm. He's going to come. He's coming for your neck. Protect your neck. 
protect your neck. Well, everybody bows as the entourage comes in and he says he wants to stay at the North Garrison and he's leaving Mickey Mikey at the Spider's Web Castle. Well, this raises eyebrows because the Spider's Web Castle is the... <laughs> Is is the command post? Is the castle? Mm-hmm. So, so Mickey, Mickey's stop? basically Mickey on Mikey the throne right now. Over. Yeah, and the wife the whole time is is just like, I told you what I've been saying. But then they go back in into their separate room, and he's talking with the wife about her suspicions. And he's making it all seem good, and she's totally disagreeing. Well, he's like, and, Mickey's my brother. Like, you know, nothing's yes. going like, to come between us. my best friend. Yeah. And the wife says, you're vulnerable to arrows from every side now. Um, the great lord is a fox. He cheats you of the North Garrison. And he sends Mickey to safety. Because now that the great lord is there then that is where anybody who wants to come and take over will come and attack. Mm -hmm. And Mickey is safe in the castle. Okay. So two men come to air out a closed chamber that's close to where the great Lord is staying. Well, no. So the chamber, that's where, excuse me, at the beginning, remember how they were fighting that guy, the person, they're fighting another person and it looked like all had been lost. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that's when Wasazu makes his like, I'm, mm-hmm. the, I'm mm-hmm. the bad man. Well, so the great that person, that great leader, he went into that room and that's where he did his. They'll never get me alive. Like, I give up uh, and took himself out the game. And, and there's his, a lot of blood there. Well, he did it in the like traditional ceremonial kind of way that they go about doing that kind of thing. Which is committing Harry Carey? I forget. I always get it confused. Everybody's like, no, it's not that. It's this. It's what. Okay, it's, okay. I'm, you know, I'm, the ritual okay. of taking yourself, taking oneself out the game with honor. Yes. In that culture. Right. And, okay, so the wife is pushing hard for her husband to kill the great leader. Oh, she's pushing real hard. She says, "Give him a give, give all the guards a sleeping potion in the sake. Drug the sake. Drug the sake. And ambition makes the man." She had all the quotes. Oh yeah, she did. She was like full of good ideas too. She did. Also, this was the scene where I snapped to attention and became all in in this movie because of the sound design of Homegirls walking dress yes i was like i'm all in (laughs) i i had as being a a a child with full thighs and corduroy (laughs) being the style i remembered that sound distinctly but that's the soundtrack of my life her feet were not bound ah and in that time period, her feet would have been bound, which was a very nasty But would thing. they have, or is that, like, we just think that they would have? You know? Like, is there... Is no, that like, I'm pretty sure, because I thought that, well, maybe it was just the geishas who... Because, you know, people think that geishas are sex workers, but they're not. 
they were just the ones who uh, they entertained and stuff. And there was another uh, term for the, the women who did that entertaining. But, it I, just but also, became... wasn't it just for younger women? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do any, I didn't look it up. Yeah, I thought it was just for younger women, like younger women and children so that their feet wouldn't grow. Yeah. But I like, but so I would assume she would be. But once they, once they bind your feet, they can't unbind because they actually would break all the bones in it. Yeah. um, We had somebody who, um, Mrs. Grady, Aaron went to China and came back and did a presentation and they actually, you know, like you would take, they would take the foot and take all the toes and bend them under the foot so that you'd have a really small foot because you wanted to fit in those tiny, tiny shoes. Well, according to Wikipedia, foot binding was the custom of applying tight binding to the feet of young girls to modify the shape and size of their feet. The practice possibly originated under upper class court dancers during the five dynasties and 10 kingdoms period in the 10th century China, and then gradually became popular amongst elite during the Song dynasty. Yeah. So I it says that by the 19th century, only 40, well, not only, but 40 to 50% of Chinese women have bound feet. So obviously that's China. But, but that, yeah, that's China. That's China. Oh, never mind. Okay, well done, Japan, for not binding. Because that was cruel. Well, this that this was, this yeah. flows into our our um Western cultural ignorance yeah. of. Aren't I don't they know. All just Asia. <laughs> yeah, isn't it just one big area? Way to go, Ma! <laughs> just way to go. That was. We that made was it thirty-four me. minutes. That was me being expressing ignorance that a lot of. I still have, obviously. It was me saying... Of course. There's so many cultures in the world. How can we deep dive everything? That's why we have to have... We have to have patience with people. We're trying to... We're just trying our best to learn things as we go. See, and the youngins on this podcast just educated me and brought me back to (sighs) This is Japan, Not China. Well done. So we have educated all of our listeners. Okay, well, she goes, uh, the wife goes so far as to bring her husband the spear. And then he's going. Um, this, he, I sent this to my friend. I want Mufume's reaction to this to be a gif because I freaking loved it. When she comes back with the sake and it goes, because it, Kurosawa, yeah, Kurosawa, right? Kira Kurosawa. Yeah, when he cuts to the close up of Mofume and it just goes to his face and you, you can just tell his face is like what it's that it's all of these things in once it's what did you do oh my gosh like now I have to do this why Ugh. all right yeah. like all yeah. of those things in that one instance you that is the shot of why Mofume is Mofume yeah we're really doing this. Yes. Okay. So like, I guess I, we're actually did, really woman, doing Woman, what this. did you do? Oh my gosh, we're really doing this. Oh, really? I guess. And and bird and some crow's call. So that has to be something. And then did you notice that the crow's call and it cuts to the shot of the crescent moon and the crescent moon? That was what the the great lord had on his helmet. 
Oh. It looked like it was made out of cardboard. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> look very <laughs> functional. I was like, mm, I would lose that. It doesn't seem very aerodynamic and warrior, like, you know, yeah. practical, okay. but. So the husband comes back in with blood on the spear and blood on his hands. And he's like comatose. Oh, and, she wi- has, and he's wild-eyed and just does it. Like, what he did has I just wild do? Eyes. Oh, I love his wild eyes. She has to pry the spear from him and places it in the hands. He placed it in. Oh, no. no she, she goes she out did. and places it in the hands of a passed out guard. Mm-hmm. And then she washes her hands. And who opens the gate? She does. Then she goes out, opens the gate, and she basically goes, a black man, a black man. <laughs> We've had intruders. <laughs> it was a black man. And so who kills the guard with the bloody spear? Washuma. Washuma. He does. Oh, wow. So he has to kill somebody he else. Does. And there's. He killed Which people. Like, he just ran out of the house with blood all over, all over his yeah, hands. all over him, all over him. She all didn't over wash him. his hands. No, she. That's why he went that. up. The the guy, the guard was passed out because of the sake. Comes to when she when he hears that there's a black man in the thing. Not really in the movie. I'm I'm being facetious here, people. Um, and then when he comes to and sees that he has the bloody spear, before he could be like, no, it wasn't me. He. Mufu, well, wash, wash you. Mufume has to stab him. So, so he, he's like, so he oh, can't talk. he's the traitor. Exactly. Okay. Can I, tasty, can I do a, the tasty nugget about that now? Yes. yes. Oh, you have the same tasty nugget. We all do, I'm sure. Uh, he was holding a block of wood in between his, like, in his arm where he would have had to stab him because um, he really stabbed, but the wood broke. And he ended up getting hurt anyway, and he had like a scar from it until he died. In 2015, wow. the guard who got stabbed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he, he was like, Mafume, that, that actor, he's wild, man. You want me to yeah. stab? He's Matthew. He really he's going to really character. stab me. <laughs> so he put, he's like, I'm going to put a block there. I'll be good. And he like split the block. <laughs> okay, now I have the name Noriyasu. Yes. Who Who is Noriyasu? <sighs> I didn't think Noriyasu got that much screen time, but I did see his name a lot. Noriyasu was, I think he was the another, like, he he ends up being, like, he's the rival. At this point, he's the rival, and he's in the, like, when, when the great lord gets taken out. They blame it on Noriyasu. I think because Noriyasu was the other, was another guy that they were against when they were fighting in the beginning when we come in. I think Noriyasu maybe might have been under the other guy. And then when he got taken out, then his loyalty. I I could be just talking on my ass, people. So I apologize. No, you're right. They blamed it on him. And I think he was the part of the other. Yeah. He was who they have problems with the beginning, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh. But but he wasn't. He was like the washi, he was like the mafume of the the other guy because the right. other guy took himself out the game. So he, but he didn't, and so then he was like, you know, when they're like, "I'm your landowner now," like you're under me. So he's like, okay, but then they're always kind of eyeing him, like, well, he's not one of us. He's this other guy. 
So he was the one that the wife was like, well, we'll just blame it on him and say that he did it because he wanted to assume the throne and avenge his great person's oh, okay. kind of thing. Okay. okay. Well, there's a horse chase. Oh, and all the, did you say all the guards were under command of Noriyasu? Oh, no, I didn't. So um, all, all the guards, they had put, he was the guy who brought those guards. So they were all his guards. So that's oh, why they were blaming so it on one him. Of his They were like, oh, okay. he put his guards there oh, on purpose yeah, so, so he, that he could kill him. Yeah, so he was like, um, he, you know, it, like he was one of the people in the thing where when the, the vacuum of power happens, he's one of the threats. So you have to, it's like, all right, well, to get rid of him, we'll just blame it on him. Okay, so uh, uh, somebody goes to the spiderweb castle. Well, Noriyasu and the and I think I think the the prince. I think the the um. The oh, great that's Lord's right. Because prince. Nikki and his son are at the spiderweb castle. Yeah. So the prince. Mm -hmm. So the prince and that Noriyasu guy. They're going back to the castle because you know the prince's dad got killed, and Noriyasu's like, I'm on. I'm in command. Like you know, he's being. He's going full bodyguard. Went full Kevin Costner, and it's like, I will get you, Whitney Houston, back to your castle, and. So they're exactly they, they're singing the song to each other as they're going on horseback. And then when they get to the castle, you know, Miki's like, wait, I don't I don't know what's going on here. Like you two are coming running full head of steam up at this castle saying like a bunch of crazy stuff. I don't I haven't fact checked anything. I don't know what's going on. And so he doesn't open the gate. And then meanwhile, you know, Washiasu Mafume, who really did kill the guy, he's coming because he has to get rid of, he, you know, he's got to maintain the story of like, hey, that guy, like, wh what are you doing? That guy killed, they killed the great lord. We have to take him out. So that's the, the chase. Okay. Lots of arrows. Yes. Lots of arrows. Um, they give chase. They mistrust Mickey Mickey. Washizu returns with the great lord's coffin. Mm -hmm. And I had a question about the guards carrying the coffin. Mm. It, they were in like battle dress except for boxer, boxer shorts. shorts. Yes. Yeah, I was interested in that too. I had a, that's in my reheatables, the knitwear. I was very questionable on the knitwear. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the gates open. Uh, I guess Washizu and Miki face each other. It's very tense. They go into the castle grounds together. Mm -hmm. And it has been one hour. Here we go, people. Ooh. I mean, classic cinema. Go ahead and watch it. We're about to spoil it. So if you don't want to watch it and you just want to act smart, uh, listen to our drunk asses. That's right. I'm going to have another drink because the POC count is everyone was Japanese. Well, hold on a second. You know, for these movies, we don't do a POC count, Ma. We do a POED count. People of European descent count. That's true. Because this whole movie is Japanese. So, people of European descent, zero. zero. Not zero. very frequently we have that. No. Nope. None. Okay, Aaron. More nerd work? Um... 
Yeah. Nerd awards? All right. You have any nerd awards? Go make yourself another drink, Ma. I got you covered. Okay. Thank you. All right. So this movie came out in Japan in January 1957. So the lead up to that would be things that happened in 1956. That's how I've decided to do this. It could change. So in 1956, leading up to the release of this film, May 1st, 1956, um, Japan held the first World Judo Championship. Let's not forget that it has just, it has been like 10 years since 1956 would be 11, yeah, about 11 11 years years since Japan was an enemy of the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which we get to that because in December of 1956, Japan becomes a member of the United Nations. Okay. Um... In October of 1956, Japan and the Soviet Union signed the Joint Declaration, which basically ended their state of war. And one of the conditions was that the Soviet Union would say, like, yeah, Japan, you can come into the United Nations. Um, So then that was peace and friendly negotiations. And then on the new year of 1957, there was a stampede and 124 people died at Yahya. Yahiko Shrine in Japan. Hmm. So then, you know, a stampede of a people. I don't know what what like occurred or or like why there was a stampede. It was New Year's uh, Day because they heard Costco had toilet paper. Maybe. <laughs> so it was after I already compiled this list when I found out that it was released in 1961 in the U.S. Um, but I just did night events in 1956 yeah. for the U.S. because. Hey, so buckle in. Um, Elvis chartered with Heartbreak Hotel. Norma Jean Mortensen changed her name to Marilyn Monroe. Doris Day recorded and released K. Sarasara. So does that mean that yes, the, the man who knew too who much, knew too much was about that time? Mm-hmm. Khrushchev attacked Stalin who was dead by then in his speech on the cult of personality and its consequences. There's a great podcast called dictators, which you can get more into Stalin and all his stuff. Which dict? Cause I looked up dictators podcasts and there are a couple. Oh, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's just dictators. I forget who it's, I forget who it's by. God, and they say it all the time, but it's just dictators. At this point, may I make a nerd alert? Sure. For our younger listeners, who there probably are none. None. But um, a lot of young people don't realize that Russia was on our side in World War II. And um, so when you're saying that Russia and Japan, you know, like came together and said, okay, we don't have to be enemies anymore, that was... That might be confusing because a lot of young people feel like Russia is an enemy, but that happened after World War II. Well, World War II. World War II. Like, Russia was an ally, but it was one of those, the enemy of my enemy is my friends type exactly. situation. No, they didn't. Well, okay. They but didn't want to be, but like tangent. Hitler went in and started invading, and Stalin was like, what the hell are you doing, my guy? Yeah. So. Yeah, it wasn't like Stalin was like, yeah, America, we want to be. It was like Stalin was fighting Hitler and pretty much doing the allies on the Western Front a favor yeah. by 
I mean, yeah. really, it was just Hitler being methed out of his mind and not realizing that you shouldn't go into Russia in the wintertime. But it, hey, it worked out for us. Exactly. Exactly. By God. Okay. Okay. Go back to your other nerd alerts. Uh, Morocco declared its independence from France. 96 congressmen signed the Southern Manifesto protesting Brown Horses, the Board of Education. So, you know, once Brown, you know, it wasn't like that went over nicely, people. Uh, My Fair Lady opened on Broadway. Grace Kelly married Prince Rainier. Mm -hmm. NBC's Peacock logo debuted. Really? Mm Because there's so many. If you just look at the history of the Peacock logo. That's when it started. So many different Peacocks. 1956. Browder versus Gale was a Supreme Court decision which uh, desegregated the buses in Montgomery, Alabama, thus bringing the Montgomery, Alabama bus boycott to an end. And this is one for the Brooklynites out there in the audience. 1956 Bush terminal explosion in Brooklyn. It was the largest explosion to happen in New York until, you know, until that other incident. What, what Christine had to take a work call. So I had to jump in. Excellent. Welcome, Adam. (laughs) We're happy to have you. We're doing our nerd alerts right now for throne of blood. Do you have any insight that you just want to hop on to just give since that just on. I know yeah, that nice. you have uh, recasting, and, and that's coming up. Uh, yep. Okay, but that's not yet. Okay. So, or we could do recasting now, and then go back to our uh, reheatables and quotables and MVPs. Do you want to do that? I want to hear Adam's recasting. Okay, do your recasting. Because I did my recasting yesterday, and I just wasn't in it, and I just did a... It's easy to just do a recasting, uh, just a... uh, And I'm going to tell you that one. That one was... (laughs) Okay. uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I invited him, and he has to sit and listen to mine. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so my my black recasting, Washizu, I said Christian Bale... Because I feel like Washizu overacted a lot, and I think Christian Bale can do that. <laughs> okay. I see that. The, my aunt wife was Jennifer Conley. Oh, she's so good. And my aunt, Mickey, was just because he was on the news feed, and I didn't feel like he had that big of a part, and he was kind of a, eh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> What an intro. Yeah, okay. I see. I see that. Okay. I have a better one now, though. So, Adam, what is your recasting? Well, I came up with the first one. I felt really good about it. For the wife, Asaji, Mm -hmm. I said Angela Bassett. Oh, you I thought she was doing a really good job. Of course. Being all like faithful and stuff, you know? Telling oh, him, like, yeah. you know what you need to do. You know what's going to yeah, happen. If you don't exactly. do this, we're going to be killed. Ooh, good one. I know I know for a fact that Angela Bassett has played Lady Macbeth at some point in her yeah. life. <laughs> and then Christine came up with uh, Washizu, and she said Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, and then was, was Mickey the... 
like his his friend in the beginning, or is yes. that the boss of that kid? Yeah, he was the friend in the he beginning. He was the friend in the beginning. <laughs> I could see. I I go Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good one. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that mm-hmm. one. I guess I'll do my cast then. So for Lady Macbeth, I you know I've been watching the season three of Killing Eve. And, I just started today. You know, unfortunately for the for the times that that we are in, I was gonna do a whole Japanese cast, but I realized like, oh, uh, sadly, yeah. we can't. American ignorance at its finest. Yeah. But for Lady Macbeth, Sandra O. Oh. oh yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then for Miki or Mikai, although she's Korean, I know that. Oh my gosh. I apologize. I'm sorry then. It's okay. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but I, know, but I, I just think it's important <laughs> for people to know that I'm not a total. Asia is one area and everybody's Asian. I just, you know, she's a, regardless, she's a fantastic actress up there in the Angela Bassett's of the world where, yeah, let her play mm-hmm, Lady mm-hmm. Macbeth, right? Oh, she'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Be, yeah, yeah. My uh, Sterling K. Brown for the best friend, Mikai. Yeah. And then for my Washizu. Like, I'm a big fan. We're going to do more uh, Mufume roles because I I love the guy. I love his. Yeah. I just love his eyes. I love his physicality, his acting style, everything. So I was trying to figure out, like, who is an actor who is somebody that we don't because autom- automatically I go to like you know Denzel Washington and like you know Leo DiCaprio and I'm trying to think of like other people that I've seen where I get mesmerized by their performances so I went with Wagner Mora from Narcos the guy that played Pablo Escobar oh, oh wow mm-hmm. because I I liked him I like his acting style I think that he could he could give that yeah. mafume kind of performance yeah where where because the thing that I love about mafume is how he could and other people have said this I'm sort of cribbing other smarter people's notes from this is how he and Kurosawa said this how he could convey a whole bunch of emotions in what would take other actors a hundred feet of film, Mufume uh-huh. could could synthesize all of that in ten feet of film, and okay. just like that, the thing that I want to get as a gif, I was saying, Adam, um, the scene where the wife comes back after she's given the sake and and kill and um, <laughs> with the and you know comes back and how it goes to that close up of Mufume and he gives that look of like. What did you do? Oh my God, we're doing this now. You know, like we're doing the, this now. This is starting now. Exactly, yeah. like that close up, and I'm like, that's why. That's why I love this actor because he, because you knew exactly what he was thinking in that moment and all of that kind of stuff. So, well, yeah. I believe that my second cast that I actually thought a little bit more about is in that vein. So my Lady Macbeth, I have two. I have two. Um, one is Laura Linney. Oh, after watching Ozark. This yeah, she season. totally was oh, Lady Macbeth yeah. this season in Ozark. But I decided to go back to the Last of the Mohicans. 
<laughs> Madeline Stowe. Uh huh. But because my washizu is Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Come on, people. I yeah. I'm, and I'm sure that he's done Macbeth. You know, like all these big actors, they they have to have. That's a big part. I would like to see that. I, cause I always think of Daniel Day Lewis as being very um, refined, but then when you think of Gangs of New York and his, yeah, like the butcher, and, and there will be blood. and there will be blood. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good, Ma. I was happy with that. Okay, um, so we're to reheatables. Well, I still have more nerd alerts. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. They, they were pretty nerdy. <laughs> You know how I was, I was talking about feudalism in Japan and explaining that? So how the samurais ruled, but then in, in 1543, that was when the first Portuguese trading ship landed. So, you know, that's when the Europeans came. And with them came guns and their European ways. And so then in 1630, from 1635 to 1853, the shoguns were like, nah, man. Like, you... Like, this European shit has to stop. Yeah. Like, fuck this shit. And that's when they tried to move back and they started their period of isolation, a.k.a. Sakuku. I butchered that. S-A-K-O-K-U. And that was the government's policy of isolation. So no foreigner could enter... And nor could any Japanese leave the country without punishment of death. Dang. So that's why, oh. that's why you know, Japan is so homogenous. So you look at other places in the world and they got all this mixture and stuff in Japan. Because the Portuguese came with their guns and they were like, nope, nope, we're squashing all this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then this, and then my other thing is... Um, Kurosawa was, was big into the no style of drama. So you might have heard of Kabuki and there's no mm-hmm. NHO. And that's a style of drama. And this is the oldest traditional Japanese live theater style. And it was the style that Kurosawa preferred. It's more music based. The actors wear carved masks and costumes. And traditionally there was four musicians with traditional instruments. Kabuki, on the other hand, it was more modern, and more by more modern, I mean in the 1600s, it was more dance and movement based and had more of an elaborate makeup style. And so that's why the wife in it, her, her eyebrows and her face and Mufume's facial expressions, those are all done to be like the no mask of that era oh, of that okay, style okay. so that's sort of like when i said it i felt that it was overacted we've talked about how theater people coming to film have to really pare down their performance because film picks up everything and in the theater you have to project everything mm-hmm. so is that sort of similar to that yeah so his his wild eyes because he yeah. when, when you look back at it he does look like a mask 
like his yes, facial and especially right. and then the and the wife and because you're like why are her eyebrows like at her hairline and stuff and why is she i thought that she was doing a lot of i was like wow this woman is making a lot of choices here yes and that's <laughs> that's in the no tradition that because kurosawa took this he's like all right this is a shakespeare thing it's european i'm gonna take my traditional Japanese and the tradition of Japanese that I like, the no, and I'm going to take the story of Macbeth and cross it with and insert my culture of Japanese no. And that's why it's it's so revered because it's it's it is it's not it's not appropriation because he's injecting his own culture into this thing right, and creating right. it as a new. Because a lot of people look at there's there are certain people who. And most of these certain people are of European descent and Western style who look at it and they're like, this isn't a Shakespeare, this isn't Macbeth because oh, yeah. it's Shakespeare and where are the words? Because Shakespeare is all about the words. And it's like, no, he's taking the ideas of Shakespeare and cutting out the words because he can't. It's Japanese. It's not going to have that linguistic flow and acrobat that Shakespeare has. But he's inserting his own culture, this yeah. no thing into it. Okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that a man was listening so much to a woman. No. Except except what she said was going along with what the spirit creature had had planted the seed. Exactly. And the spirit like the spirit was also a woman. So that is I interesting. Yeah, and they use some of the same they use some of the same verbiage too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she was like possessed or something like that. Yeah, they said that she's she just was a possessed spirit. with power. The wife. Oh yeah, the wife had mm. ambition. So the film score, how it's that flute and the drum. Yes. That's no theater. Um, the bare sets, the stylized performance of Mufume and Yamada, the still how it goes from stillness to agitation and all of that. That's yeah. that's no. That's the no theater stylings. Okay. Um, there's an, there's a good article on the internet called Kurosawa's Rhythm in Throne of Blood by Mark Jones on mcguff.in, which is clever because it's MacGuffin, and how he goes into great, he goes into great detail about when Mafume's character returns with the coffin, and yeah. there's, it, it's just great. Like, just read that article if you want to get really nerdy about how Kurosawa creates tension and the different shots that he uses and how he composes the shots and what's positions in the frame and different things. It's Was there any mention of the boxer shorts? No, he didn't mention the knitwear. Um and then the ending is changed from Macbeth. I don't remember I don't know how the original Macbeth ending changes or is, but um in this version it's just, you know, human violence never ends. So it just keeps on going. Keep yeah. on rolling. Yeah. And those are my nerd alerts. I don't know if Teeny had any nerd alerts. Nope. Okay. So we are to our reheatables. Okay. I usually do I usually start with my negatives. Thank you. It was lovely to have you, Adam. Woohoo! Hey Bush! Um, my first... Oh, let's have a drink to Adam. Ooh. Everybody drink. Oh, drink to Adam. Drink to Adam. 
My first negative was the constricting women clothing. Oh, okay. I mean, that's very constricting to have to shuffle. It is, but it's also um, hilarious. It was hilarious. The wife's eyebrows. But but now we know that that it's cultural. It's cultural. I remember when it was a long time ago, and we went to the show on Christmas Day to see Crouching Tiger. And we were in that mall area before we went in, and there was an older woman there, all made up with all her gold jewelry on. And her eyebrows were drawn midway between her hairline and her eyes. And I told you, if I ever do that, you have to come with the Neutrogena wipes and take it away. Just take it off. Well, was that because she was, um, because of, of the, the facelift? And the, it's because that it got of, pulled so up so high that her eyebrows were it just wasn't, up there? No, this was, this was and, and, and older women still do this, older than me shave their eyebrows and draw them higher so that it looks like they have a facelift. So it looks and like drag, everything is And queen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So um, that reminded me of that. Um, the guards boxer shorts. I can't stop talking about it. <laughs> and how they are, how this culture is able to sit on their knees for hours at a time. Yes. You know, you sitting in, a, yeah, I don't know if it's a battery heatable, but it is just a like, yeah, what are your knees doing? To me, it's bad because, um, you know, five minutes is my max. Yes. But I think that they don't have, I think that they don't, they weren't cursed with the Bush Weber tightness of ligaments. Oh, they're probably far more limber. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can't do that. I, what was I, I was, I don't have a problem with it. Oh, I cannot. But wow. the, again, it you just... guys, you guys are very. If you're anything like Adam, yeah, yeah. oh my have god, no flexibility. There's none on no. either no. side. It comes, from the, no it comes from the German side. It does. It's no, just... our father is not flexible at all oh, either. That's true. That's like true. there's no flexibility. Like we come by it completely honestly. There is. I have worked for over a year to be as flexible as I am and that's just intro flexibility like I think that I'm a freaking gymnast over here with what I can do now and it's like no that's that it's nothing because I have worked so hard at stretching and it is so painful to do I went to a chiropractor once and he I he could not believe yes. how inflexible I was. They could not. When I went to physical <laughs> therapy, they couldn't believe how how tight my calves were. They were yeah. like, you can't do this. I was like, no, I cannot. And no. they, they were like flabbergasted by the tightness of everything. So that is a, that is a Weber Bush curse. Mm -hmm. Okay, those were my negatives. Teeny? Um, I, my only negative that I wrote down was using bow and arrows <laughs> because that just seems like a pain. At least now, if you get shot, like maybe you'll die, you know, but like, it's just, it takes a lot of arrows or like how many times they would get arrows and then just have to like pluck them out. Yeah. 
So yeah. that was just it's like, thank God we figured out more efficient ways to kill people. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Because even I might be able to dodge a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but but think of how much effort went into that. I mean, you shoot an arrow, then you have to get one out of your quiver. Reloaded. You have to line it back up. You have to do. I mean, mm-hmm. and then in the beginning when they were like running through the forest and they were like, "There's evil about," and they were just shooting their arrows willy nilly into the darkness. Yeah. They're not. They're not boomerangs. They don't come back. I mean, you got to make new arrows. Yeah, you got to make arrows. Yeah gotta make them that was my only negative Aaron negatives okay like we already mentioned it but even like you know you mentioned the boxer shorts but even the the first time I noticed it was when my guy Wushashu I butchered that and Mikai when they they came back and how they were walking and the camera is behind them and I'm looking at their pants and I'm like are those knit pajama pants are those they I was just like, did they? Wait, that was your negative reheatable? Well, it was just my negative reheatable. I'll get to my. Did I miss the positives? No, we haven't done the positives yet. It's not. It's not. My comment. (laughs) I I I liked it, but I was kind of like, I. It, it made me go into this whole tangent where I had to stop and rewind because I got lost in my thought because I was like, well, wait a second. Is this movie, because like I said earlier, I'm watching it with a Western mind, Western sensibilities, and I see these knit pants. And so I'm like, but when somebody was watching this in Japan in 1956, were they just watching it? Like they were watching like a Shakespearean play and it was just like, yeah, they just put on the pants. Like they weren't watching this as a true 13th century reenactment where they wouldn't be such pants, you know? Because 13th century, is that when um, the 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 British Isles had, is that when the British Isles had textiles? um, Chain mail and... yeah. Because so, I'm thinking, you think of an arrow, it's going to go right through knitwear. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about it being around back then. Ex- exactly. So then I was wa- wondering, like, oh, well, were, was this just... Yeah, they had cloth. I know they had cloth, but, like, the, the, the designs on the pants... The design on the pants was very... Like pajama pant wear. It was. It was. It did look uh, like, yeah. And weren't there like polka dots? Yeah, and there were there were stars. I, I don't know. This is that lace and buttons came about in the 14th century. Ah, buttons. It, it just because made me wonder. On their sh- on their shoulders and arms, almost looked like weaving of um, shells in, with. Yes, but then, but my point is, this is a, a remake of Shakespeare, so it isn't, it isn't definitive in saying like this is a historical right. document. This is right. us being like this is a film yes. made in 1957 yes. in Japan. So we're already, it's already in the past in black and white. It's already Japanese, which we already have an ignorance about, you know, their history and what was going on then. And so then we're watching it in 2020 
with our eyes and it's like those are like pajama bottoms but in but in 1957 when japanese people are watching it are they just watching a shakespearean play and so they aren't taken out like oh yeah it's, it's knitwear like how yeah we would watch romeo yeah. and juliet now we wouldn't be like what that, my, my guy has on dry fit a, a compression shirt underneath oh, yeah. you know what i mean okay. like okay. it's the costuming yeah. so i didn't know that was my like negative reheatable was having to do all of the gymnastics to be like, is this supposed to be a historical Like, is this Braveheart where they've done all of this stuff or is this just, they're putting on Shakespeare in, in these Japanese times and this is it. Like, I imagine it to be historically accurate. Oh, okay. It could be. It could be. Yeah. Well, right. I was just made that my thoughts. I mean, when have polka dots not been in style? I don't know, but then you see the guy, and I'm like, those are boxer shorts. Like, those are straight I, up I really boxer did, I, shorts. I don't notice a lot of the little tiny things, but I did notice. I noticed those, too, because they were my first one, and I put underneath it my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> so I just say that. Um, uh, a bad reheatable is just, I mean, this is just a bad reheatable of human nature in general. Like, just the Lord trusting your, your biggest samurai who just has come from the the jaws, snatched victory from the jaws of defeat, and that he's going to be loyal to you. Yeah. He, samurai's got a samurai. a lot of people. Exactly. He's got the killer instinct going. You, you nailed it perfectly when you said he's Michael Jordan. And what is, what's the only thing that Michael Jordan ever wanted to do in his life? That's win. Win. So... To him, winning would be like, yeah, I'm a better winner than you are. I'm going to take your spot. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then at the beginning, when they were all sitting around doing some crazy man spreading. But then <laughs> I was like, well, but then look at their armor. So I wondered if like they had to do the man spreading because of how their armor was. Like, that was the only way that they could sit. They didn't walk comfortably either. I think there might have been some chafing. Well, they had to protect regions. Like, there are arrows <laughs> flying everywhere. You're going to want to, like, I'll run a little awkwardly, I imagine. Because I don't <laughs> want to stray air. <laughs> stray arrow, okay. yeah. So those are my, my negative reheatables. Tini, did you have negatives? Uh, I did mine. Oh, it was okay. just the arrows, bow and arrows. Okay, okay. Agreed. <laughs> I really okay. had a gripe with that. <laughs> My positive reheatable. <laughs> the first one was, wow, her feet weren't bound because she wasn't <laughs> Chinese. Okay, crossing that one but off. That's hard too. But um, the minimalist lifestyle, mm. I mean... Uh, that was part of the no yes. theater, mm -hmm. but also it is part of Japanese lifestyle. I mean, it was, it's a minimal, they. Like we've seen it a lot as Western audiences. What we see of this time in Japan, it, it it's, uh, yeah, with the sliding doors and it's just wood and you just sit on the and floor. And rice paper. Yeah. Yeah. And sleeping on a mat, mm -hmm. and then you roll that up, and being able to sit again for long hours with bended legs. But that was also the sparseness was also in the no theater. Also okay. a thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, um, that those were my positives. 
Okay. Okay. Um, we really liked that they wore their flags on their backs. Yes. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and my big positive reheatable was all of the wide leg pants the men wore. Yeah. I love yeah, a wide, wide leg pants. You do. I thought I about that too. I love a wide leg comfy pant. You're comfortable. The air can go through as someone who also has very large thighs. They don't rub together. They have room to breathe. They had fun prints. They weren't just one color. I thought that it's was a true. great part. And I just want to share you have the smallest thighs of anyone in the family. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have well, a lot. Good job, Mary, to this group. <laughs> They're bigger than the, than the person sitting next to me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's an anomaly he, in the family. <laughs> he is an anomaly. He is indeed. Um, I love the fact that Asaji. Mm-hmm. Is that her name? I think, well, it's, yeah, she it's better than I said it. didn't do the killing when she was just like, here, this is what you're going to do. I'll poison <laughs> them, but, like, you still have to do the killing. <laughs> I love that she didn't do that for him. Um, And then the when they were carrying the trees on their backs, like, that seems great cross training like in the end all those guys yeah that's true it was also just cool and it just looked cool and it's like nowadays and everybody's working with what they got at home just chop off a tree just chop up a tree and carry it around carry it around well you've been known to carry a tree up three flights of steps so with with bottles of avion and a coffee (laughs) while holding your starbucks and not spilling a drop I found a table in the trash the other day, and I liked it, so I picked it up, and it was like 6 a.m., and I was walking the dogs, and Adam was like, how'd you get it home? I was like, well, I picked it up and carried it. <laughs> I put it over my shoulder. Like, With the dogs? Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, CrossFit is functional Don't training. Sanitized it. <laughs> uh, if, like we say, we're, we're right behind her. Yeah. Anytime something pops off, we're right behind her. <laughs> she, she's got it. Yeah. And those okay. are my good valuables. All right. Most valuable <clears throat> player, uh, least valuable player. Excuse me. Did I not do your no, may, may I? May I jump in here? <clears throat> Moderator. My good reheatables. Because this was not mentioned. Um, how about... Those all those wooden floors, they didn't sand themselves. And they were walking around barefoot on barefoot. all wood. So who whatever their their uh what is this? Whatever century Japan feudal sand science they got going on, Ausgezeichnet. Or may I share, uh they're not what they're not wimps. Well, <laughs> Really, that was hard to get that out. They're not wimps because they are used to splinters and it becomes like a second soul. Oh, well, I didn't really, just based on, again, based on that would be soul, S-O-L-E. Just based on this um, (laughs) film production, those, all of that just seemed pristinely 
sandy when you're minimalist even. you have to yeah yeah just the, the science and everything that went into that where i was like wow wow that's true um i feel like ajay um and washiko what's his name washizu 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 that was an arranged marriage right guys yeah, she... I didn't feel like there was a lot of love there. And you know what? When she was pregnant, I didn't believe it. Well, I didn't really feel like... I she... didn't even know she was. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was. She lost the baby. Well, I mean, I, 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 I knew like when she lost the baby. Restless. I gathered then that she was pregnant, but when before that... No, exactly. No. Oh, yeah, you never knew. But you And that know. was that was my kind of take because I'm like, all right, you know looks i don't know personality i was like i don't know i'm like this had to be in a that's when i came to it was an arranged marriage just yeah, because i would think she would want someone who was had a little more of a backbone and he would probably have wanted someone who was a little bit more of a looker well, when you have eyebrows in the middle of your forehead, it's really hard. But to then again, it, it could be my ignorance of like, yeah, she was exactly like, of what is beautiful yeah, in, in the she culture. She was feudal hot, you know, like she yeah. was the great, like how I was going on and on about Grace Kelly. Like, no, Aaron, you're an idiot. She was the Grace Kelly. And that's why he was with her. But my Western eyes was like, this was an arranged marriage, right? Mm. <laughs> well, were they all at that time? That's an interesting... Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, and I didn't get really into the Japanese culture in that time. Okay. But then, okay. like, also my good Rahita, I already mentioned it, was, like, her walk, how it, it was that ill-fitting, <laughs> and, and she was so slow, but making all that noise as she was having to slink around to deliver the sake. She didn't sake. need bells on her shoes. Yeah, you just heard her. And, okay, this is why I love it, because you have to think, guys people women and children that this is film so film when you record especially in 1957 you're recording film it's strictly visual the that sound got put in on purpose yeah by the sound designers and by kurosawa who was like no we need to have this sound in like it gets recorded and and put in on top and i was like um because when i saw that i was like wow this has personal resonance with me. I'm all in now. I'm all in on this film. That's right. Because <laughs> you grew up with that Because I grew up with... Like, that is the... I I was... Childhood? Is that you? <laughs> it is. Whitney's still alive. Michael's still alive. Prince still alive. You can watch Cosby. Um... Mufume's, or I already said that Mufume's expression when he came in, when she came in after she had done the sake, I love it. Like, with the spear, I here you go. I love that close up of him with like. <laughs> I've seen that look on my father's face, not a lot of times, but I've seen it. The. Um. um okay, Mickey, and so Mufume, like this, the style was that they would take the hair up and they would put it up into like uh a high pony almost like a high pony like kind of bun right a high pony mm -hmm. but wait no because it's a high pony and then you it's like looped around it so it's even higher yeah so mm -hmm. it's it's basically a man bun but then his yeah. best friend 
Mickey is bald. And instead of putting, like, you could take all of your hair up and hide that spot. Mickey was like, nah, man, I'm bald. He owned it. He owned his baldness and put his man bun in the spot and left, like, he, he did no comb over. He was just like, I'm bald. You know what else? He was really good at his eyeliner. Okay. And then how we don't see Mafume slash Washazu kill the great lord. Right. We we don't see that because he like he's the guy that we're rolling with in this. We just see him come back with the bloody spear. And I thought, I don't know if that happens off camera or off stage in Macbeth. Maybe it does. But I was like, ah, we didn't see that because now we're still rolling with him. But every yeah. once in a while, you're like, wait a second. He killed that dude. Like, he just, like, basically took him out. A guest in his house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is now evidence. Got awkward. So those are my good reheatables. Okay, uh, quotables. <laughs> <coughs> Teeny, do you have quotables? Uh, I didn't have a lot, but I have two. One time, do not ask me when either of these were said. Uh, no. And someone said, human beings are so strange, terrified to look into the bottoms of their own hearts. Ooh. Don't know who said it. Don't know what they said it about. Uh Um, And then the other one that stuck with me was even rats flee a house before it burns. I have that one down too. That is a good one. I have, and this was the wife I, I love how all of you can say her name. I don't have a clue what her name was. Uh, s- saying to the husband, I did not soil these hands with blood for the sake of Lord Mickey's son. Oh, yeah. Oh. Was that it? Those are, um, and I had said a couple others as we went along. Um, I have when you mentioned it earlier, Teeny, when, when they came back and they saw the, the thing and they were just going to rest and how Mickey said, my only wish would be a long, quiet sleep. I love that one because that's my only wish every uh, night. Yes. And then, and then, um, Washizu said what that witch or spirit said, that is what I dream of. And then Mickey said, we dream of what we want. And it's like, oh. And then Asaji said of Mickey when she's kind of like, hey, watch out for him. She's like, he is ambitious. Children kill their parents for less. This is a wicked world. To save yourself, you often must first kill. It is impossible that Mickey has already. Oh, it is possible that Mickey has already betrayed you. I fear this. And then another Asaji quote was responding when her husband said that um, he was leading the attack. She said, oh, great, you're leading the attack. Quote, where arrows will find you not only from the front, but from the rear. She had the best quotes in the movie. Yeah. Well, she's, she did. She's Lady Macbeth. That's why it's Macbeth. Okay, least valuable player. 
I wanted to know how they put on those helmets with those high ponies. Oh, that's a good point. Oh my gosh. That hurt. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe a cutout. No, that would be cool, but they didn't have a cutout. I, I, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. But the helmets were probably made out of some kind of plant, so... I They looked metal to me, Ma, but... <laughs> There was no metal on that, on the ornamentation. No, on the ornamentation, but like the actual like, helmet. Okay. That was my LVP. Um, my LVP was Washizu. Oh, interesting. I just, hate, I just hated him by the end of it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he is a, he's an anti-hero. He has two, yeah, I don't know. He got full of himself. Hmm. He has his own mind, but he never... He, Actually, he just wanted to do anything to keep the throne. I don't know. I just didn't like him. Yeah. My least valuable player was Mickey's son. Because he huh. just... Yeah. I think... Remember, like, he had a, a nice hairline, and then he had the, like, baldness, and then he had the, the hair, the man bun. And then maybe this isn't him, but I thought that... He was the one that he was just holding, like all this stuff's going down, and he's holding the Lord's Crescent. Like, remember when they're when when uh, Washizu freaks out because he sees Miki? No, I guess he didn't show up. I don't know. There was somebody that was just. I, I'm still giving it to Mickey's son because he didn't—he didn't seem to do a whole lot to me. No, it was like he was gonna get the—he was gonna get the keys to the kingdom, so he wasn't gonna yeah. do anything other than sit back and get the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, which really, like, if you were gonna like sit back and get the keys to the kingdom, it's a doggy dog world. You would be like, I'm taking you out, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I know you're my dad's friend and all, but. You're what's standing between me and the throne, and that's how feudal Japan is working. So, I mean, and the spirit creature said I was gonna be king. Yeah, and the wife was like, basically, like you need to take me out, but then didn't because she was like, I'm a child, and it was like, ah, karma, bitch. All right, so that was my LVP. MVPs. My MVP is mental illness. <laughs> Why? Because. Well, I mean, she went crazy trying to wash the blood off her hands. But she, did you, I I read it that she only went crazy because her kid was, she delivered a stillborn and it was like, oh, maybe, like I read that and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is again, culturally different depiction, but that like karma came to her and, you yeah. know, she set the whole thing in motion. And then her child was born, was born. A stillborn, and then yeah. she was like, she, "Oh, yeah. this she was is what responsible happened. for taking lives." Yeah, so she couldn't give a life. Yeah. Um, my MVP were the horses. Yeah, they did a lot of work in that movie. They did, and they—I mm -hmm. mean, they were up, down, all around. How many times they had to run around that damn forest, <laughs> going from one castle to the next? They were and pretend like they were and and they had to act like they had to yeah, act. Yeah, they were amazing actors. Scared of the of the spirit creature. 
Yeah. That was my MVP. My MVP is Kurosawa because he edited this movie. And my favorite shot of it is at the end when Washizu gets the... I mean, the whole thing with the arrows, we'll get into later. But specifically, the next shot and how he edited that. Mm-hmm. I was oh, yeah. like, that was good. That's fantastic. I thought that like this movie is worth watching for that alone. I had to go, but I was like, how did he do? Oh my God, how'd they do that? And then you look and you see, and I'm like, magnifique. That is filmmaking. Excellent. Okay, we've already done our recasting, so we are to Tasty Nuggets. I only have one because there wasn't, my, my resources didn't have a lot on this because it is indeed a Japanese film. Mm-hmm. So my one is that Michael Fassbender. Oh, I love Michael Fassbender. This is his favorite adaptation of Macbeth. <sighs> Makes sense. You're welcome. I already did my one my one tasty nugget. Oh, <laughs> I, well, how did you know that? Are you just following Michael Fassbender? <laughs> It was in it was in one of the things that I oh. did. I just think that's funny. All right. Well, my tasty nuggets. So, um, after 1868, because remember how I mentioned like Japan was like isolationist, but then in 1868, that's when Shakespeare plays were read in Japan. Although during World War II, they were banned. Like guys, they were like, hey, don't be reading Shakespeare. We're at war. So, Hmm. um, Kurosawa wanted to make this like adaptation of Macbeth after Rashomon, but he postponed it because he heard that Orson Welles was making one, and I guess Orson Welles made his in 1948. What was his? I think it's Macbeth or something. Oh, actually called Macbeth? I think. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Okay. We'll, we'll have to look. I didn't, I didn't, I was running out of time. Um, Kurosawa originally was just going to produce this, but then the studio, Toho, saw the soaring budget and they were like nah man if you want all this money you're gonna have to direct it so it was like fine the castle was shot was built and shot on mount fuji which is the highest mountain in japan and i've seen it in person from a plane and it looked I You've mean, been to Japan, uh-huh. and I mean no disrespect to Japan, but but from a plane, like it, it was cloud covered and it was coming up and it looked like a pimple. I was like, oh, huh. that's Mount Fuji, huh? huh? Um, the castle courtyard was on Tosho Toho's Tagam Tamagawa Studios and volcanic soil was brought in from Mount Fuji and that's why it's like the black soil. Didn't even notice. Kurosawa said that this was one of his hardest films to make and stuff because it was, you know, they they were out basically on location near Mount Fuji and stuff and building and it was so far from Tokyo that it was hard to, you know, get supplies and all of that stuff. So they got a lot of help from a United States Marine Corps base that was nearby. It was like, yeah, yeah we'll help you. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And that scene at the end, those are real arrows that are shot at Mafume. 
he's wait he'll wave his arms to in he would wave his arms to indicate what direction he was gonna go to next and they uh, had 20 uh, archers who were i'm saying like olympic level archers like they, they knew their shit and yeah. they had it um they had the 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 arrows rigged with needles that were like the needles on a phonograph so that they um would kind of slow they wouldn't be as deadly and so under mufume's costume he had boards like planks and stuff oh wow yeah and yeah they were they were like you know they were real arrows so that's why that's why that's some of them freaky. you can kind of see when he's um at the end that you kind of will see a little bit of a hesitation because it's it's like he couldn't get to the spot where he needed to get too soon because there it's real like there's just a bunch of like wow. boom, boom, boom. yeah um we already said that the japanese title is kum mon osu joy might have bo- probably butchered that which is castle of the spider web so it isn't throne of blood in japanese throne of blood is is a catchy title mm-hmm. and I, yeah i already said how like their expressions like Mofume and his wife's expressions resemble no mask and stuff so that's why I felt it was overacting, but it was supposed to resemble mass. Yeah, like with his eyes being yeah, being yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's to it's that sort of, and that's what I was saying about the the different like culturally what we would be like. Oh, it's in this style. That's why they're doing that, mm-hmm. and the things that mm-hmm. are lost on us because we're ignorant of that cultural significance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So those are my tasty nuggets. Well. I, I have to say, watching it, yeah, um, I wasn't, like, totally into it. But I like hearing the um, the comments and such, and it, it makes things um, understandable to me, more understandable. And, again, I mean, it's great to listen to our podcast and then act like, yeah, I've, I've seen Throne of Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you're talking about Kurosawa and his no adaptation of Macbeth and how he just yeah. like merged styles yeah. and cultures together. Yeah, of yeah. course. And the arrows yeah. at the end. Those Minim- are totally Minimalism real. and yeah. yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. I, loved, I liked it a lot more than I expected. I'm so glad. Uh, I do not like movies with subtitles. Well, it's not that I don't like the movies themselves. I have a very, I don't have a great attention span. So movies are hard for me sometimes in general. And what's that movie that's supposed to be like the best movie last year? Parasite. Parasite. It's all subtitles, which is what's kept me from watching it. But maybe now mm-hmm. I will. Nice. Yeah. But I was thinking, well, then I texted my friend because my friend Rory because her husband Steve studied Japanese and he did he like studied abroad in Japan oh. and I after we watched while you're we watching it I was like oh I like forgot that that happened so I texted her and I just said has, see, has Steve seen Throne of Blood and she said he has he's I, in no context I didn't send her anything else <laughs> she said he says if you're looking to start with a Kurosawa he might start you might start with 
Rashomon or Stray Dog or Yojimbo. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess that's that. <laughs> yeah, we did Rashomon. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to do Stray Dog. We're definitely going to do Stray Dog at some point. I saw... We're going to do Yojimbo. I already saw Yojimbo in film school, and it's fantastic. I was... it. W- this movie was between this or Stray Dog, and I went with this because of the arrows. I wanted to see that at the end. Yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Because I have a student who I had in second grade, and then he moved to Japan for three years. And I kept thinking of him the whole time because he could teach me about more Japanese culture than than I know. So I thought of him the whole time I was watching it. I mean, but it's like how much, I mean, we have to, like, we have to be hard on ourselves, but only to a certain extent, because I mean, how much of, um, think of the United States of America and the culture, like we're still having to go back and learn that cult, all of the culture that encompasses where we are. Right. For that right. whole entire time span, there's just as much culture going on in Japan. So it's right. almost impossible right. to be able to to be like, oh, and it's so it's so much different than the because we were colonized by Europeans. So we're right. just right. you know, we have a lot of just indoctrinated European kind of culture. And then to like flip your brain and be like well, no, like, they've been doing things for just as long yeah. as Europe's been doing things. And guess what? Korea has and China has. And, and it's all Thailand different. And, yeah. And yep. it's all different. It's not all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we know a little bit more than we did yesterday. Exactly. exactly. Well, speaking of yesterday and tomorrow, Christine, what is next week's movie? All right, we're. It's nothing like this week's movie. Nice. It's okay. It's nice uh, to take a break. Take a break for next week. And I have never seen this movie. Yay! We are going to be watching the only X-rated film to ever win an Oscar for Best Picture. Midnight Yay. Cowboy. You knew that. Yeah, I know. I saw Midnight Cowboy um, in the drive-in. Um, prom night uh my prom night of my senior year in high school because i didn't have a date for prom i'm walking here that's where that comes from prostitution drugs gay sex and violence so i said i would love to watch that movie it does if you like dustin hoffman like yeah i've never heard i've never heard of this movie really yeah he's rizzo Rizzo. and john voight yep oh i love it i actually have goosebumps what what was that song everybody's talking about me that's where that song's from i can't hear a word they're saying yeah Hmm. yes oh i love it okay good because it was between that and another one and i went with that one so nice i love it that is fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with that film I ever saw, and I'm anxious to see it now. It's not that. Yeah, guys. No, yeah, I did read that they've already they ended up taking it down to an R rating. There was nothing X rated about it. No, I remember I was like, ooh, yeah, they're they're male sex workers. Yeah, that's it. There was nothing like I'm like, ooh, no. 
Like no. insecure is more X-rated than insecure is, as well as Outlander first season. I mean, I'm just saying. So, yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, we hope you enjoyed our. Uh, I almost said Game of Thrones. <laughs> Throne. Throne, Throne of, of Blood. blood. Um, week. And we'll see you next week for Midnight Cowboy. I'll bet our, I'll bet our numbers jump for me. They're like, ooh, Midnight Cowboy. Ooh, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Bye-bye.